Yo, what's going on? Welcome to the Friday edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Give you guys a round of applause for, for first and foremost staying here, but for secondly, being a Vikings fan of a 10 and 2 team. Oh my gosh. Yeah, baby. Let's go. This Let's is go. awesome. Well, you know, we, we've done the podcast once before live. It was in London. Oh, Another yeah. really great crowd. We had yep. Chris Carter on, and so now we've got Paul Charter. Oh, yeah, very similar. That, that's what we call a downgrade. <laughs> I mean, you're, right you're, there. you're a legend in, in your own world, yes, Chart. You are. In uh, our uh, world, too. Uh, okay. But yeah, we are live whatever. here at the Bu- <laughs> We're here at the Buffalo Wild Wings uh, bar here in Edina, Minnesota. And like Tatum said, uh, this is going to be a fun show, Charge. Uh, always good to have you on. Thank uh, you. The Friday football feast just concluded, and y- you always do your thorough research before all of these shows. And I, I got to ask you, what year is this for, for you putting all these notes together for the Friday football feast? Well, we've done the feast now, I believe. Uh, it started Brett Favre's year, so that would be okay. 2009. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that puts us on year four, 13. I believe this oh, is wow. year 13. Now, we didn't have a pandemic. We took the pandemic year off. Yep. We couldn't do it. But yeah. other than that, yeah. So we've done uh, we've done twelve of thirteen seasons. Wow. How do these crowds this year compare to the ones in the past? Uh, they've been great, and you know, winning helps. But the funny thing is, the crowds have been good even when the team hasn't done very well. Yeah. You know, last year the team was uh, underperformed and a lot of heartbreaking losses. People still showed up. They just you know, I think they want the good time. They want to come to Buffalo Wild Wings. They want to be around other Vikings fans, and they want to start drinking at nine. It's yeah. Friday after all. It's right, Friday. Exactly. Get the weekend started, exactly. baby. Why yeah. not start at Buffalo Wild Wings? And, uh, Charge, we were talking about, um, you know, this 10-2 and two Vikings team earlier. Mm-hmm. You've been a part of this Minnesota Vikings community back in 1998 when we were 11-1. Yeah. 09 when we started 10-2. and two, And now this 2022 uh, Minnesota Vikings team. What is the difference between those three teams? So the 98 team was, it, you know, it was crazy. And it all started in the preseason when we took Randy Moss, even then just in the draft, when he slid to us, people were very excited. Then the, then the, the training camp rolls around and sometimes a player is so good that <laughs> immediately in training camp, everybody's like, um, this is special. Yeah. And what I clearly remember is we can't stop, our own team cannot stop Randy Moss. We can't throw the ball far enough, far enough that we're out throwing him. He's just destroying everybody, all training camp. And then obviously that, that carried right into the season. And that was such a special season where you, you end up with the highest scoring team, yeah. history of the NFL, most yards, history of the NFL. Still. And so many things that ended up going, you know, going great that year. And it was such a, it was such a special ride, 98 Obviously, didn't end the way we wanted to with the NFC Championship game, and I was in the building for that. Mm. Heartbreaking. Still not over it. Mm. Still a little too soon. Uh, but that was, you know, but in season, it was just so special to know that every game could be like 30 points, 35 points, 40 points, 45 points. God, that was that was amazing. Yeah, You know, when you asked what the difference was, I think a lot of people might say that they would see a team that came out and, and dominated. Yeah. And we haven't seen that from this team so far. That has been the difference of this one versus the Favre year and the Randy Moss year, we'll just call them those, is because of the the, the amazing, <laughs> unbelievable ways in which the Vikings are winning that don't seem replicatable, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's just, this is, the, this is a more tentative, I think, fan base than those were that were all, you know, at this time and those other ones are like, we're talking Super Bowl. We're, you know, we're booking flights. We're doing all that. Yeah. You know, this one doesn't, this one, no. everybody's just... 
I've there's never still seen some hesitation insane. where we're like, we're waiting right. for the other shoe to drop. They're worried. It hasn't come yet. <laughs> so what assures you that, you know, this 10-2 and two team is legit? Is there a stat that stands out to mind yeah. or a player or a play that says, okay, this 10-2 this and two team is legit right now? It's the way this team doesn't beat itself. That's That, to me, is, is what's so special yeah. about the 2022 Vikings. The Vikings found ways to lose last last year. Oh, they invented man. ways to lose. The Bengals game comes to mind. Oh, the Bengals <laughs> game. You know, the like Dalvin Cook quote fumbled. I mean, yeah. there were just so many things that just you couldn't script away for the Vikings to lose. This year, this team just doesn't give up those things. Uh, their turnover, I think they're a top three, four team yeah, in turnover differential, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they're top two, three, four teams in penalties. This is what's making that's the difference is this team doesn't hurt itself. And it's not sexy and glamorous, like scoring the most points. History of the league is sexy and glamorous. Right. Not making mistakes, don't jump off the page because it's not happening. But that's how you end up winning 10 of 12. Yeah. One of my favorite stats to kind of summarize what's been going on this year is the point differentials. The Defense is allowing 23 points, but the offense is scoring 24 points. It's (laughs) like literally the story of the entire season. And you look at this Lions team coming in. They've also been, I mean, they found ways to lose early this season, but now they're on this hot streak finding ways to win. Yes. What are your feelings, I guess, heading into this game? Uh, Tricky matchup. Um, This, you know, this, I would not, I had this pencil that's sort of like both Lions games as sure wins. The first one was really tricky. This is a far better Lions team right now than the version that we saw last time we faced the Lions. They've gotten better really in every phase. Mm-hmm. We know Amon Ra St. Brown has been great. You know, we know that Jamal Williams leads the NFL in touchdowns, scored. We know Jared Goff is playing really well. But it's the fact that their defense is no yeah. longer such a doormat defense. That's the part yeah. that I think isn't getting enough attention. This run defense has gotten so much better over that stretch, giving up just 3.7 yards per carry and that is a that is a massive massive change for them no running back has topped 72 yards Mm. during these five games rushing yards and where dalvin can help you through the air and he's a very good pass catching running back they've shut that down too they're Mm. giving up just three catches for 20 yards on average during these five games in which they've won four so you know this is that's one of the things that people don't look at the lions i think enough and appreciate where they've gotten better is on defense. Yeah, that's a good point. And I know uh, on Paul Allen's 9 to Noon show earlier, I was like, well, they, they played the Jaguars and they played the Giants and they played the Packers who can't run the ball, but still in the same breath, they're beating teams that they're supposed to beat. They're, they're stopping run offenses that aren't good that they're supposed to stop. And mm-hmm. that says a lot to the testament of what they're trying to do there. It's like, okay, we know who we are and we're not letting another team come in and dictate their will on us but yeah and these aren't terrible running teams exactly. I mean, you know saquon barkley is a good running yeah, back david phenomenal. montgomery is a good running back aaron jones is a good running yep. back mm-hmm. you know and you know there are these elite running offenses no but these are quality opponents and guys that in many ways are are dalvin cook's level mm-hmm. you know saquon barkley is at a dalvin cook level yeah. mm-hmm. um and they handled them so that's going to be a huge factor for this uh, for this vikings game is can the vikings find a way to get dalvin cook used effectively against a team that has been very good that way. I guess that you you look at the way that this offensive line has stepped up this season too. I think there were a lot of question marks that in, in the preseason heading oh, yeah. into this. And then yeah. and then you have Christian Darisaw out for the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. What have you liked about that group? Almost everybody has, has uh, held serve or gotten better. Uh, Ezra Cleveland's gotten better. Um, Garrett Bradbury's yeah. gotten a ton better. Night Top five in Pro Bowl voting right now. 
You couldn't have, you could not have <laughs> convinced any Viking fan that that was going to be the case. Yeah. You know, That's the great. coaching that they're getting out of Chris Cooper, I think, has been fantastic. They've, everybody has elevated their elevated their play, and and it's too bad we've we've missed these games with Christian Derrissaw because nobody more so than Derrissaw, who finished last year as a as a good left tackle, rolled into this season as arguably the best left tackle yeah. in football. He for a long time, and he may be still pro football focus his top rated left tackle, and that's um and the fact that the Vikings have been able to overcome that. Blake Brandle's been good enough; hasn't been a, a huge liability. Is a a huge that's huge a plus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know you're a big Kirk Cousins guy, yeah, and, 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 yes. it, and it starts with him. It uh, predates you guys showing up into town. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. I know, uh, but understanding how Kirk has fared against the Lions, almost 2,800 passing yards. Uh, 21 touchdowns, two interceptions. It's yeah. like his performance against the Lions is off the charts. Does he need to have another, I guess, just an extraordinary performance in order for this Vikings team to win on Sunday? You know, I think so. Okay. I mean, points are coming. I mean, just realistically, based on the way the Vikings defense has played, um, really all season and especially lately, points are coming in this game. It's, yeah. got, the highest, it's got the highest over under uh, for Las Vegas, 52-ish yep. points. Vikings going to have to score. And the, and I mentioned earlier, the tough setup for Dalvin Cook. And a lot of his points are going to have to come through Kirk Cousins, fortunately yeah. averaging 280 yards in his career against the Lions. But again, this is an improved Lions defense, including against the pass. Yeah. You know, they're finally getting a return on first-round pick Jeff Okuda, who sh- is their best cornerback. Indeed. You know, they, could, they did a number on Justin Jefferson in that first game, 14 yards. Yeah, that, that that to me, I, I forgot about that, honestly, when yeah. we were going into and I was starting my research on this because I you was put like... put him in a car seat. <laughs> That's when, when somebody <laughs> locks you down like that, you, uh-huh. you put him in a car seat and buckle him up can't and move. Them, yeah, you I can't think, move. Uh, yeah. can't but move. you got to think that that's on his mind this week heading in there because it had been a while since he had scored a touchdown. He's this selfless guy, but he doesn't want that to happen again by any means. No, no. no, I'm, no. I'm starting him. I'm sorry. I'm well, starting yeah, him on my fantasy team. <laughs> Absolutely. You're starting Jeffers, <laughs> Justin Jefferson your fantasy team every he's, week. He's my A grade every week. I like My Aardvark, is that what it is? The fantasy Aardvark is the, yeah, is the right. AA, A-A. right? A-A. For Aardvark, AA. Yes. That's the... That's the Fantasy Football Weekly trademark for our favorite player of the week. Guillotine League's Paul Charchian is here. And, uh, Paul, uh, before we go to break, I'm just going to pick it back off of what Tatum said. Fantasy this weekend. What Vikings offensive players are you starting versus benching? Uh, TJ Hawkinson is one of my favorite plays of the week. Okay. Uh, not just the revenge angle, although it's funny how often that really does pay off. We, yeah. we track it a lot and talk about it a lot on, on Fantasy Football Weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, this it, That thing works a lot of the time, but... Just the matchup is awfully good, and I, I love the seamless integration that he's had here. And the fact that Kevin O'Connell has targeted him at least six times in every Viking game. Yeah. I mean, you know how instrumental he is to this offense. And this is a Detroit team that's allowed the second most touchdowns to tight ends. Points, we've got to manufacture points, and they need to be sevens, not threes against the Lions. If you show me TJ Hawkinson's box score... I'll tell you who won this game. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. And speaking of TJ Hawkinson, you said uh, you made a comment about Irv Smith Jr. earlier this week and the possibility of those guys playing together. Uh, but we're going to go to break before All we right, get to that. Let's do it. We'll be right back with more on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Hey, Vikings fans. Right now, you can pick up a commemorative Vikings cup at U.S. Bank Stadium. Fill it with an ice cold Pepsi and you'll be ready for football watching.
Spa Montage is the Twin Cities' premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there's a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings here in Edina. Uh, thank you all for staying again. Uh, Paul Allen's 9 to noon Friday football feast with Paul Charchian just ended. And uh, Charch decided to spend some time with Tatum and I yeah, uh, to talk pleasure. about the Vikings. Appreciate you joining us. And uh, there is some news that came out of TCO this week. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell said TJ Hawkinson and Herb Smith Jr. There's a possibility those guys play together. And um, Paul Allen and I have been at a couple of practices this week. And mm-hmm. Herb, his progression right now is ahead of schedule. Yeah. What that means as far as his return table, I'm not sure, but he is moving at an exceptional rate. Your retweet to that comment that Kevin O'Connell said, <laughs> you said, does it even matter at this point? Because TJ Hawkinson is tight end one with a bullet. <laughs> you know, I just, and it's, I'm not taking shots at Irv Smith. It's just, we got our guy. Hawkinson is a top five tight end in this league. He has got game changing size, speed, ability after the catch. And let me add this in, too. The Vikings blocking scheme is very different from the Lions. Yeah. And a lot of Lions fans sort of daubed their tears when Hawkinson left by saying, yeah, but he's not a good blocker. His blocking is yes. much, much better in this system in Minnesota than it was in Detroit. Hawkinson is the future of that position for this team, not yeah. just this year, but also beyond. And... Irv Smith's heading into free agency. I'm not saying he doesn't have a future in this team. I'm not saying Irv Smith's not going to contribute, but we got our guy, and it's TJ Hawkinson. TJ Hawkinson is our game day live interview on Fox 9's oh, show on right. uh, Sunday morning. Yeah, at 9:30, no plug. Um, but go watch it. It was, it was interesting because I asked. It didn't make the story, but I asked him about the blocking because I said. You played such a big role in Alexander Madison's touchdown and yeah. Dalvin Cook's longest run of the day and last week. And he was like, I don't really know where this narrative that I Can't don't block, block well <laughs> came from. He goes, I have prided myself as being a three down tight end. Yes. Because coach said this week, like, that is an underrated skill set yeah. that he possesses. Turn and he on the really film. likes that. Turn on the film. So I I, I just want to, you know, I thought that was a very astute observation because he's he's also well he's aware, aware of what it. people yeah. are that, saying. You know, and and that like, narrative that narrative was out there. And yeah. he's shutting that down. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, that's our that's our guy. We're very excited for for him. Well, he's gonna be pivotal in uh, I guess helping Dalvin Cook uh, go off for another, you know, 150, 160 yard day for this Minnesota Vikings well, game. Well, if if and if he gets to 160. Then they win. There's no. Well, they do. We hope. Show me that box <laughs> score and I'll tell you who won. Uh, but he would also at that point pass two Viking yep. running backs on the all-time rushing yep. list, Gabe. Yep. And Chuck Foreman is the third. He, I guess Chuck Foreman is third right now. And then Dalvin is 141 yards away. The great Chuck Foreman who was on uh, 9 to noon. That was a great interview you and uh, PA did. But. Is Dalvin Cook rushing for 141 yards realistic this week with the stats well, that you just named? Yeah, about- it's, that'd be that'd be a, like it, it. I, it's not yeah. likely to happen, but it's you know, but it's Dalvin Cook. And mm-hmm. here's the thing about Cook: win, lose, draw, narrative game, it almost doesn't matter. He's 20-ish touches almost every game. Yeah. And when you get the ball in your hands that many times, as you're as good as Dalvin Cook, anything can happen. And this season for Dalvin, he's had one big play most games. Whether it's a one-handed catch in the end zone for a touchdown, whether it's reeling off that long back-breaking run in the Dolphins game, 
that ended up, I think, really propelling the Vikings to victory in that game. Mm-hmm. He's had the one big play yep. that's happened in most games. And if he gets that here, you know, 60-yard or 70-yard, or then maybe that brings your 140 into play this week. Maybe no player more important in this game yeah. than Dalvin Blake Cook. Brandle. Ooh. Okay. He's going to get a long look at Aiden Hutchinson, the first <laughs> yes. player taken in the NFL draft. Who's gotten a lot better. He's gotten, He has a gotten lot a lot better, better which so rookies will do. Is Darisaw not, play, not playing? Well, I know he's we're, limited at practice. We're, I'm, we're going with Paul Allen's report from earlier Friday yeah. that said his understanding is that Darisaw is unlikely to play this week. Okay. So we're going to go with that. Now, Hutchinson has played the left and right ends almost evenly. Right. And, but... With this matchup, you have a choice of going up against Brian O'Neill, one of the five best right tackles in the league, or Brandle making his third NFL start. I think I know we're going to find Aiden Hutchinson in this game. That's a a pretty good estimation. Especially after watching the film and seeing Von Miller go against, uh, I guess, Brian O'Neill instead of Blake Brandle. And the one time uh, Von Miller went against Blake Brandle, that's the one time he got a sack. But honestly, in the same breath, I do think Blake Brandle has gotten a lot better. So this Vikings offensive line, yeah, they got their work cut out for him, but it should be an interesting matchup. Yeah, and you know, I think Brandle's outperformed everybody's expectations Absolutely. of him to this Easily. point. Um, but he is still an out of position utility lineman, and Christian Darasaw's absence will likely be missed. So the Vikings to finish out the season face one team with a winning record. Yeah. In what world is it possible that they can run the table here? They will be like a favored <laughs> probably every game after this one, right? Colts definitely. Oh, I don't know about this. I know, they're not favored this Giants week, right? might be favored on Christmas Eve. Giants might be. <laughs> um, so they got Colts for uh, next, and then it's Giants. Yeah. Giants. And then Packers. it's Packers, Packers Bears. and Bears. Bears. So yep. they're going to be favored the rest of these games, mm-hmm. I believe. It's the second weakest schedule to close out the, the season. season. And that's not to say the Vikings have played a weak schedule. They haven't. I believe no. it's the ninth hardest schedule by wins losses. It was a tough November. It was a tough November. Vikings just played five straight mm-hmm. top ten defenses. Insane. And while well, we talk about the Lions getting better, they are not a top ten defense. And it's another reason why I think points are coming in this game. Yeah, and I hope so. But speaking of defense, Ed Donatel's defense, which is, you know, starting to trend upward with the emergence of Dalvin Tomlinson back in this lineup on the defensive line. But in my opinion, I I do think Ed Donatel had his best play calling game first half of the New York Jets last week. I mean, there were blitzes coming from everywhere there. I mean, we had a sack. We had uh, an interception. It, It was the best defense I've seen all year. Is, is that a recipe for success going forward for this team? I hope it is. You know, I, I share many of the fans' frustration with the with the, the Ed Donatel shell defense that we yeah. get a lot. You know, Ed Donatel knows a billion times more about what's best for the personnel that he's got. Yeah. But it feels like it's effective when we do blitz and when we do change things up. And so I, I hope some I hope we get more of that. And I'd also like to see us do a little more press coverage and get our cornerbacks up and more physical. I tend to get frustrated when I see it's third and eight and we're playing nine and ten yards off yeah. of wide receivers. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we, <laughs> can, can we get a little closer on this? Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, I'd like to see that. Um, again, Ed knows more than I do about it, but you know, there are things that I, I would like to see evolve in any, in any defense, yeah. including the Vikings, as the season goes on. You know, this defense obviously is, is not very highly ranked, but the offense needs to be able to carry this team in the long run. And you said that's the way that you prefer it. You would rather the offense. Yeah, I mean, be if we, stronger. if you look at you know, just look at Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. right? 
once a decade or so, you get the oddball team that wins on defense with a middling offense and maybe a bad quarterback. Your Trent Dill, for example, is a common one. Yeah. But most of the rest of the time, these are this is a this is a it's a scoring league. Yep. It's been designed and catered to fantasy scoring. We love quarterbacks. We protect passers. We protect receivers. We do all these things to get points. That's a, it's the easiest path to winning games is scoring points. And the Vikings are, are built so well for that. And they have so much talent at the skill positions. How I'm wondering, we talked about how Kirk Cousins is, has been, a, you've been a big fan of Kirk since the very beginning. How vindicated do you <laughs> feel right about now? That, you know, this is the Kirk Cousins you've seen all along. Thank you for asking, Tatum. I Anytime. really appreciate that. I mean, the Vikings made the right decision at the time, given the options that they had. I give Rick Spielman credit for it. They've since been re-signed and extended two different times, which I think is credit to the fact that Kirk's been here. Now, let's also credit the Wilfs. This last offseason, when they let Rick Spielman go and they let Mike Zimmer go, they had to make a decision on whether or not to melt down the team and rebuild around a new coach or try to win with the roster they had. I think Kevin O'Connell, with his history with Kirk, came into his interview and said, I can win with Kirk Cousins Mm -hmm. and the players we've got. Don't melt it down. And it's not even a rebuild, really. No. I mean, you know. You just added some guys in the offseason. And (laughs) this draft class, for for a variety of different reasons, are not meaningful contributors for most of of this team right now. Out of the 22 starters, I think 18 are last year's starters. So, you know, the rebuild hasn't even taken effect yet. What happens if Lewis Seen comes back next year and mm-hmm. he's better? And what if uh, what if Andrew Booth yep. comes back healthy and he's better? And, you know, for all the investments this team made on defense in the draft, hopefully they'll get some return on that next season. I like talking about the, the that fact about the draft class, but I you have to seriously give them a lot of credit about the one rookie that I feel like everyone talks, oh, this class doesn't contribute, yada, yada. But Ryan Wright... There you As go, baby. Rookie, yeah. I mean, everyone wants to give Ed Ingram the MVP. I get it. Like, well, I guess I, he would be the drafted, the drafted MVP. MVP. But undrafted. Oh, that's our guy. Deal. He's the he's the rookie we're getting more out of than any other for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so he's punted fifty-seven times without a touchback. That's Insane. most in the league. Um, right, has pinned opponents inside the twenty-yard line on forty-nine percent of his punts. Wow, that's you know that's awfully impressive. It's a it's one of the it's one of the great finds for the rookie class. Yeah, and this rookie class is going to be on full display Sunday at Ford Field, twelve noon Central Time, as the Vikings look to clinch the NFC North mm-hmm. against the Detroit Lions. Charge as always, we appreciate your time. Yeah, lots Thank of you fun. for staying after. Thanks a lot. Uh, next week we'll be following nine to noon again for another live recording of the MVP podcast. Uh, Charge, appreciate you again for Tatum, Jared. My name is Gabe Henderson. See you guys next week. Thank you.